My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. Today, I've just got Scott Aubrey with me, Vice President of Rent Perfect. Scott, how are you doing? Doing amazing. You? Scott, Scott we've done some good podcasts lately. You we and have. I just kind of flow really well. Yeah. We have really good conversations. I appreciate you coming back and kind of being a regular. Um, I think you bring the best out of me. I'm the host here. I'm supposed to bring the best out of you. but it, it, uh, We work together well. That's perfect. You know, um, I tell you who else works together well is this entire nation of landlords who have been calling us, thanking us, uh, giving us ideas. Uh, it's nice to be part of a community who's just really yeah. getting, you know, we're, we're in such a divided country right now, but I feel like, like us landlords are all just pulling together and just saying, hey, let's protect each other. So I just want to thank everybody out there for their comments and, and, and their ideas. You know, we're, we're two guys behind a microphone, but we're not, you know, know-it-all landlords. I mean, there is a whole group of friends we have around the country that feed us stuff, that that tell us things, and, and I hope that you're one of them, and if you are, we want to really thank you for that. So, uh, anyways, just wanted to get that, that down, but I wanted people to subscribe because yeah. we, are, we are often talking about, you know, things that are important today, and, you know, I, some of our podcasts, though, we'd love them to outlive the test of time (laughs) it is what do you need to do like within the next week or two right to protect yourself and so if you subscribe to this podcast you'll get those right when we when we launch them scott how are you today dude i am so good i'm very relaxed you look relaxed just glowing what's what's new what's different (laughs) (laughs) i just got back uh got back from utah i was up doing a little fly fishing up there one of my favorite things to do so um, I've been fly fishing for about 20, maybe 25 years now. My brother, world-class fly fisherman, um, and he introduced me to it. And I, a couple, bun- bunch of years ago, we went out, my first, very first trip with him. Um, and if, you're, if you've ever fly fished, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sport, but it's very hard. It's very difficult to kind of learn and acquire knowledge. So uh, we were out fishing, and my brother put me on kind of the perfect fishing hole the first trip. And he's like, okay. Uh, here's the hook we're going to use. Here's the fly. Here's what I want you to do. And he says, there's fish. I fish here. There's, you're going to catch fish. I'm not kidding. One hour, my right arm was exhausted from casting because fly fishing is a very active sport. No fish. And my brother comes. I see him coming around to the bend of the river, and he looks at me. He's like, how many have you caught? And I'm like, I've caught none. <laughs> and he's like, there's no way. There's fish in there. And so he proceeded for the next, the, his first three casts, caught fish. In the same hole you In the were exact at. same hole I've spent one hour beating to death, okay? <laughs> and he said something to me, and he probably doesn't even realize how, how much wisdom this had in it, but he said, you're either fishing fish or you're fishing water. And it took me a second to digest that, and I've used it over the years in a lot of different contexts, but it, what it meant to me and what it means to me still is I'm either throwing a fly at, at water and hoping a fish catches it, and sees it and wants it. And that's my kind of fishing, yeah, like the bobber. Right, just right. throw it out there. Yeah. Or I'm fishing fish. So to, just to kind of give you an idea, we were, we were standing in the river, and he said, do you see that fish right there? I did not see it. And then he, had, he kind of gave me some pointers. Like, okay, look here, go down here. I said, oh, okay, I finally see the fish. 
And he said, I want you to throw the fly about 10 feet upstream of that fish. And so by the time the fly gets to the fish, it's dropped right in its eye line. Right. And it has to make a decision. I'm either going to eat that fly or I'm not. And so I, you know, I took a few casts at it. And I finally got the excitement of seeing that fish. I literally saw his head look at that fly. And then he kind of turned his head and took the fly. And at that point, the fish was hooked, but I was hooked. Right. I was excited. I'm like, this is where the fun begins, right? And I caught my first fish on a fly rod, and I've, and I've been doing it ever since. And it's just an exciting and a fun, fun thing to do. It's a sport, but, uh, but it's very sporting, too. So. Well, you know, I, I love the way you, you kind of just lay that all out because it makes me think of, of us landlords, you know, and, and fishing in this pool of tenants in a way. And, and uh, you know, one thing before we talk about, about people, I just want to clarify that when you fly fish with no barb hooks, you throw back, everybody wins. It's yeah, catch fun. and release. Nobody's yeah. catching, killing. We're right. not talking about that yep. today, right? But we're talking about fishing for the right, what we call business partner. And so that's what really your 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 week of fishing has yeah. really kind of pulled a, a topic out here today that I want to talk about. And that is, if you wouldn't have had the right fly on that hook, if it wouldn't have come down at the right angle you might have not gotten that fish. Yep. Right? I definitely wouldn't have gotten the fish. And yet. so there's some skill to marketing your properties to make sure that you get the right you know, tenant or future business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us turn to Zillow right now. It seems to be the hot place to put your yeah. property. It seems to be where we drop our fly and it swims across people yep. looking and they've got their filters and they put in their three bedroom in this part of town. Um, they're filtering and they're really pre-screening for a place to live, but we're filtering and pre-screening a human being who's going to pay our mortgage. We're actually both screening something. It's just not yeah. the same thing. And, and it's challenging, right? right? I mean, cause it's, it's easy right. to put in filters for right. three bedroom, two bath, this part of town. Right. I want a yard. That's easy. Yeah. The filtering or, or the, Trying to filter to find the right tenant. No, it, it's hard, different. right? It's because, yeah. I mean, I mean, people are going to cringe when I say, what if you put looking for a business partner who has this race, this ethnicity, this familial status, this gender. Mm-hmm. We, there's no way we can do any of that stuff. Yeah. Nor would we want to, right? But there is still things we're looking for. And when we're screening, we're not screening for those things. We're screening for responsibility, you know, that's all screening is, is we're screening for responsibility. The fact is we want to get our mortgage paid. We get mm-hmm. our mortgage paid when people pay their rent, right? And so a lot of us turn to Zillow, and we put our properties up, and we show the pictures, and really what we're doing is we're finding the right fly, right? Yep. We're finding the right fly for the tenant because if, if, if the applicant is out there looking for a three-bedroom and we show them a two-bedroom, the right applicant's going to say, I don't need a two-bedroom. Yeah, floating right by. Float right yep. on by. Yep. I'm looking for that one specific bite. But the reality is, is we want our properties to get in front of the people who want our properties. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people are just looking for tenants. I'm just looking mm-hmm. for someone to fill up. The, no, you actually want somebody who's going to fall in love with your property. And why do I say that, Scott? Why do we want them to fall in love with our property? Well, because they're my business partner. We talked about that. I mean, there's this somebody who's going to be my partner and going to pay my pay my mortgage for hopefully the next five years. We talk about they're a hundred and twenty thousand dollar investment 
That's why I'm trying to find the right person. Right. Because if your home doesn't work for them six months down the road, a year down the Mm -hmm. road, are they going to be that $120,000 business partner? No, they're looking for the next place. So we want to present our properties where we're really... We're really proving to them that our property is fulfilling their needs. Mm-hmm. They're not fulfilling my needs to, to pay the mortgage. There's a ton of people out there that will pay my mortgage for me. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I'm trying to find the person that says, you know what, this is the property that worked for me, my kids, my family, in part of town. Yeah. You know, how much does it cost? Does it have a yard? All the little things that come with each of our properties. We want to convince them this is the one you want to live at for the next mm-hmm. five years. I don't want the people who don't want to live there for five years. Who say, oh, you know, I'm just going to apply it so many places. I just want a roof over my head. I don't, I don't want that person. I want the person who says, oh, my gosh, I love the, you know, architecture. Mm-hmm. I love the, you know, pool in the backyard, the landscaping, the, the yard. I mean, whatever it is that attracts them. Yeah. I want this roof over my head. Yeah. Not just yeah. a roof. I want this I roof want over my head. I want this one. And yep. that's really where we need to get online yeah. and we need to really present our properties in a way that attracts someone who's really going to enjoy the property. I know Um, that you have a tip and a trick that kind of you were, you were sharing this with me on some of your short term rentals, but uh, you know, you use a fancy thing. It's called a code word as you do. Yeah. And more than short term, I use it on everything. And and the reason is, is because to me, Zillow has become kind of like Craigslist and Zillow. When I put an ad on Zillow, I get 20 or 30 people requesting for me to go show the property. Now, to get me to go show a property takes my time. My time is money, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to waste my time. Do you, you want to waste your time? Does no. Know, you know? No, right? and, and when 30 people want to see my property, right. I'm looking at that doing the math going, that's a 900-minute right. commitment. Ooh, that's a lot of hours. So this la- last ad I just posted, it said, um, this fully furnished short-term rental is perfect for someone who's in between homes or just moving to Arizona and and before they want to buy a home, this is available from May till December 2021, um, all utilities included. And then I go through kind of a little bit about it, right? Mm-hmm. I will get a ton of people saying, looking to rent for two years. Um, this one is only available for eight months. I've got another renter who comes in in January. I'm done, like, kind of answering those questions, kind of like if you would have read the ad, you would have never responded. So yeah. there are fish that are just biting. Anything everything that yeah. comes down the right. river, right? Yeah. I don't want a fish that's biting everything that's coming yeah. down the river. And so I'll put a code word. So at the end of it, uh, not at the beginning, because beginning's easy to read. I want to go through my paragraph, go through my pictures, and then I want at the very end, I'll say, I will not re- respond to you to show this property if you do not tell me that you know that this home is a short-term rental available only until December 2021. Okay, so I put that in there. I still get my 20, my 30, and I just open up. I don't look at applications. I don't look at anything. I just look at their response. I, re- I want to request a viewing. I want to request a viewing. I'm not even going to respond to that. Mm-hmm. The lady who just got my last one said, I understand this is a short-term rental, only available till December, and that actually works perfect for me. I'm new in town from Virginia and looking to buy a home. This will give me time to look. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, I found that person who's going to look at my property and say, this works for me. It w- obviously, it works yeah. for me if you're going to pay my mortgage, but it works for you. Now, or I would go and I'd show up and I'd meet, say, Bob down there. Mm-hmm. And Bob's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a place in, you know, June uh, for three years. 
yeah, that's not this place. Yeah. I have I other, I'm only looking for a two bedroom. Yeah, this is yeah. a three bedroom. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so let's let's not you know be posting things that will get us in trouble, but let's put a code word in there. You know, like when you show your properties, what code word would you put in there? Yeah, I would probably put in there. Uh, I'm not responding to you unless you acknowledge that this is a no smoking property. Okay, right. So when I get the email back and I don't respond, I'm hey, oh, hey, I understand this is a no smoking property. This works perfect for me. Yeah. Great. Great. Now, now I'm going to take the time. I'm going to invest my time into you to go show the property right. and in turn hope that you invest your, you know, your next eight months with me or next year with me or whatever it is. I have a, a, a few condos I rent out that don't have yards. Um, I don't accept dogs. They don't have yards. They have no dog doors. They have no yeah. way to go out, right? And, and I'm sick of the HOA. You know, you don't clean up after. You know, listen, I'm just, I don't want any pets. So there's one where I would say, I recognize and understand that this property is not allowed pets. Mm -hmm. I would like to see a viewing. Okay, so I know you've read my entire thing. I know you're responsible. So I know when I have a lease or I have something special for you that I'm going to give you, you're going to read it because you're showing mm -hmm. me that you pay attention to yep. detail. You're not willy-nilly, right? And so that starts me down that process of I possibly could be finding my next business partner. It's kind of like the holding hands before mm -hmm. we, you know. Yeah kiss but uh so that's just an idea that that you could use a lot of times i'm out showing and someone will say oh we we will take it right away well it's not available until june 1st if you read it you would know that it's well we need something now well this isn't available now thanks for wasting my time yeah so that might be something too i understand this property is available may 1st um i would just like to look at it that works out for us yeah okay i love that. that's an easy way to do it and it's an easy filter Right. And you don't get in trouble with that one. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. And I love it. Uh, so use that uh, here because what's coming in the next couple months is if this eviction moratorium ends, and, I've, and I've, I'm going to call it out that I think it's going to end June 30th. Mm -hmm. Not saying it is. I'm just, maybe I'm just trying to make it happen, Scott. I just. If, uh, you, if you think it, right, it, it can yeah, happen. I just, <laughs> I'm just going to wheel it in there for everybody. We're just going to keep thinking yeah. it. Um, <laughs> But whether it does or doesn't, this eviction moratorium is going to end at some point. And when it ends, you know that fishing spot you were just in? It's the actually going to have a whole yeah. lot of fish they're in it. They're going to dump all the fish into that yeah. one pond. Bluegills, yeah. yep. minnows, yep. catfish. <laughs> but if you want that, that rainbow trout, right, then you need to make sure you present your, your property in a way that's going to pull out, you know, that responsible um, person. Because the pool is going to be so full of people who are getting evicted or leaving because they were getting rent for free for so long mm -hmm. that I talk about this big musical chairs that's going to happen. Everybody's going to be kind of, you know, there'll be a lot of rentals empty and a lot of people looking for rentals and the music will play and everybody will try to get settled. Yep. So we need to make sure we take these um, tools and we use them to make sure that we find the right person the next time. Yeah. We, can't, we can't say that enough. Yeah. So... And just to try and help our, our landlords, our future landlords, as they start getting these things, if someone applies to my property, whether it's through a Zillow or another online platform, do I want to open up that application and start reviewing it immediately? So there's some pitfalls I understand with that. Right. So so right now that the one of the big things that Zillow has offered these applicants as they're looking and filtering and trying to find properties is for $30, they can fill out a pre-application, get their credit score, 
and then they can give it to as many landlords as they want for the next 30 days. Okay. That's causing us some problems because I don't want an application unless I'm ready to move to the next. Like they're trying to make us kiss before we even hold hands is Mm -hmm. the kind of the way I look at it. I don't want to see their personal information. I don't want to see their job. I don't want to see anything about them because once I start looking at too much information, they've applied. They've applied. And the old days of having 10 people apply and picking the best one are gone. Fair housing is going to eat you alive. They want you to do a little bit of pre-screening. And once you're committed to somebody, they want you to fully go through the onboarding process. Because remember, they don't want you to say, I like them or I don't like them. They want you to say, did they meet my criteria? Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about criteria a lot lately. That's right, yeah. Did they meet, you know, were their scores here? Were their credit history here? Was their criminal history here? Was their eviction history here? You know, how was their residential verifications? Did they pass, 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 pass? Well, if you passed all that, then guess what? You're You're my renter. Yeah. You're You're my business partner. It doesn't matter, you know, anything else about you. But when you start comparing and you're taking multiple applications and you're looking at multiple people's information and you think, I'm going to take the best one, you're actually violating fair housing. And so I don't think Zillow meant for that to happen, but I'm just telling the Rent Perfect nation out there, to do not open up applications. Do not look at people's personal information until you know you want to give that person a shot at renting one of your places. If you do open it up and you look at any kind of application, if you decide not to rent to them, you do have to give them an adverse action letter because technically, even though they pushed a couple buttons on their side, they've applied with you. They've applied with you. So I always on my Zillow settings put, I do not want to accept applications. I don't want to see applications. I don't care because I'm really not going to use the Zillow application to go through my whole onboarding you know, rent perfect. We we do our application, then we do our credit and criminal, then we do mm-hmm. our lease, and then we do our rent pay. You know, and then we do move and move out inspection, and then we keep a ledger on our phone. And you know, we run the whole thing. I'm not going to half in Zillow, half in Rent Perfect. There's no reason to do that. So don't even take a Zillow application. It really does you no good. Uh, it's just going to get you in a lot of problems. I hope they don't start regulating fishing where every time I put a fish back, I have to tell them why to put them back. <laughs> You're too small. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you back in the river. You're right? I mean. <laughs> exactly. And that, who knows? Maybe someday we'll have regulations on that, but I sure hope not. But, yeah, I'm, I think like we talk about we're always looking for that keeper, right? We're looking for the, the ideal business partner keeper that we want to have with us. Uh, for the term that we're looking for. So that's awesome. Right. And because that keeper for us is a human being, we need to be sensitive. Yep. And we have certain regulations that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We can find right renters and fill up our properties all day long. And we can push the, the other renters to other people who are less educated. And there's plenty of landlords out there that would love to have somebody who just was evicted. Yep. That's fine. I'll, I'll give them to him. You know, Scott, I don't claim to be this big landlord. I have 14 properties. You know, not a big deal. Yeah. I, I manage them myself. I, I run I run, run a few companies. Um, but I only have 14 properties to manage. That's all I can worry about. I'm sorry that there's homeless, and I'm sorry that, that there's a rental housing, you know, some rental housing issues right now, and, and there's no, you know, affordability. That's out of my control. I mean, I wish I had the powers to wave a wand and make it all go yeah. away. All I can do is take my little properties with my little business partners, create a nice little living arrangement for all of us and just do it one renter at a time and have success. Because the reality is, if my renters are happy, they stay in my property. Mm -hmm. They stay in my property, they pay me rent. 
I get rent to pay my mortgage while appreciation goes up. It all starts with a happy renter. And I'm just going to worry about my little 14 and try to do something here in with my investment life and make a difference. But I get hit all the time for these, you know, all the woes of the world. I wish I could fix them. I'm not in government. I'm not the mayor, the governor. I'm just a landlord, just yeah. trying to manage my properties. And I think that's a great that's a great message for our Rent Perfect Nation is take care of the people that you work with, have great business partners, and rent perfect. Really? Yeah. And enjoy yeah. life. And yeah. so thanks. Great way yeah. to wrap that yeah. up. And until next time, continue to rent perfect. <laughs>